0: Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday, and welcome back for another episode of Great Quarter Gals. I'm Kelly Nix here with Grace Sharkey, and we are super excited to bring you kind of the wrap-up for our final three episodes of the year. Grace, great to have you here with me as always.
1: Yeah, I saw you on Freightways Now today, and I was going to tell you, you look so comfy in that sweater. And I was like, I I need some more sweaters in my life. We're getting to that uh, cold weather here in Michigan. So uh, jealous of that, uh, that warmness you, you got going on right now. <laughs> you know what?
0: I'm at the point on this show where I realized like all of my male coworkers get to wear their quarter zip every day. Like <laughs> I'm wearing a dress up sweater today. It's got stripes on it. It's nice and cozy. And I think
1: I'm okay with that. Yeah, I agree. I second that opinion. Good for you.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, it's great to be back for another episode with you today. We have another great one, and we're going to be talking about manifests, which I know is one of your favorite events of the year. And I also really love our intro topic that we're covering today as well. It's the holiday season, which means that you're going to have lots of little girls out there and little boys out there all around asking for a Barbie. And we know that Barbie and Ken have done lots and lots of things in their careers. We have astronaut Barbie, we've got journalist Barbie, we've got lots of all these Barbies, but we don't have a truck driver Barbie yet. And one group is working to change that. Talk to us about Transforce. Super excited to see them lobbying for a truck driver Barbie.
1: Yeah, very excited to see a trucking company, right, lobbying for this in particular. It's not even uh, like women in trucking or some type of group. It's an actual trucking company doing this. Uh, Shout out to them for this initiative. You know, when I first saw it, I had to jump to Google because I was like, there's no way there hasn't been a truck driver Barbie. And there's a Barbie that owns a truck (laughs) and not a semi-truck, just like a pickup truck i think she's more of like a farmer barbie uh but there, there really is not there's not one trucker barbie out there which is like honestly, Mattel, like think of the accessories. I mean, you got the semi on top of it. We all loved having the Barbie cars. Like this could be a whole line of things if you really consider it and uh, Transforce themselves. You know, they're not only working on their initiatives to hire more women, but I love this because they're saying, you know what? Uh, I, we need more visibility from this grassroots level. We need women uh, y- and young younger girls to have this dream to aspire to be. And actually you're right being the holiday season the barbie movie has uh of course made barbies especially the line that they have from the movie very very popular some of them are are actually really hard to find now in a lot of stores and so why not jump on that nice Barbie wave that we've had in 2023 and and bring this uh, uh, to to hopefully fruition. And for everyone out there, uh, go check out my LinkedIn page. I shared the link to this uh, campaign. They're looking to get a thousand signatures so they can go to Mattel and really push this uh, Barbie initiative uh, directly with them. Uh, but I, I love this. I think it's, again, you know me, I'm, I'm all about how can we bring the truck driving uh community and the roles within it to uh more younger girls so they just know it's an option and that engineering right is an option and a lot of these stem type of roles in trucking are available for them out there like let's not even make this a truck driver barbie let's like let's get like a a diesel mechanic barbie in there like uh, there's i think so many different ways that we could take this (laughs) I
0: absolutely love it. And it's a change.org petition. It takes literally two seconds to sign. I did it last night. And there is the option to donate to the cause as well, but you are able to sign the petition without necessarily making a monetary contribution. And you mentioned that Transforce itself is doing this. And the fact that they're a trunky company is of course huge on the initiative of this, but highlighting some of their senior leadership they've got a board of about 15 people that's on their senior leadership team. About four out of 15 of those are women, which of course is a huge milestone forward. About a quarter of that board or of that team is made up of women. But this is awesome to see that a company who doesn't necessarily have a woman in the CEO role or anything like that in that top leadership spot is still pushing this forward because it shows that they have this understanding that we lead by example, but we also lead by initiative. And so I absolutely love seeing that. Come down the pipeline from them i gotta ask you grace if you have a truck driver barbie what is like what does your accessory kit contain obviously it's got to have the big rig with it right like it's got to come with that and not as an additional add-on it's got to come with it but what what other accessories do you find in a in truck driver barbie
1: well honestly like i want to kind of diagnose what that could be i mean listen you can you got this big rig you can make sure that has like the, the sleeping arrangements right in there you can have like I mean, you can make it really cool, have like pink curtains and like family pictures on the wall and like a little built-in microwave and like a a TV in there, maybe like a little gaming station. Uh, You know me, I'm a flatbed girl, so I'm going to want a 53-foot flatbed back there with like like pink straps. Okay, first... (laughs) <laughs> now I almost want to like copyright some of these ideas because I'm now realizing how awesome they are. But like, I-, I think that that alone, right? Oh, oh, they have like a little puppy with them that like drives around <laughs> with them. I mean, and you can even make them like a mother, right? Like uh, put like car seats in there and, and all that too. So there's uh, so many different ways that you could take
0: <laughs> I love it, I love it. Mattel, let's get this petition up in front of you and you know what, consult with us and we will have some great additions to Truck Driver Barbie. <laughs>
1: Exactly. <laughs> we, we have to get this trademark now, if anything. We're calling the lawyers as soon as this is over.
0: <laughs> Matt Leffler, get him on the phone. All right, let's go ahead and let's, let's bring in our live guest for today because we have what I'm sure is going to be a pretty great conversation. I kind of cheekily teased in the description of this episode that we're talking about the second most pop and freight conference out there. Of course, I gotta give ourselves here at Freight Waves, yeah. plug for F3, make it number one, whatever, whatever. That's my internal bias showing. But we're gonna be talking to Courtney Muller, who is president of Manifest. And I have not had the journey or have the privilege to take the journey to Manifest yet. But every time I see people out in Las Vegas at the start of the year, I get such intense FOMO that I just know that I have to make it out there someday. So Courtney. We got to know the secret sauce. How do you guys put on such a great event that leaves so many of us in the logistics industry being like, damn, I wish I could have gone?
2: <laughs> well, the FOMO is real, so don't don't miss it. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, you know what? I would say it starts with the team. I've got just an incredible team of people who are really invested in the supply chain space And we spend so much time talking to people in the industry to find out what are the hot issues that are happening this year so that we can create educational content that is gonna speak to the challenges that people in the industry are facing. we put a lot of focus on creating a great experience while you're at Manifest, and we also want to make sure that you make all the connections you can possibly make, so we make it super easy to network. We'll release our app about a month out from the show, but once you're on site, all of your everyone's badge has a beacon on it, so if you want to connect with someone, all you have to do is touch badges and push a button, and suddenly you're connected. Uh, So special touches like that, um, in addition to having a really kick-ass closing party, I think make people walking away from Manifest feeling like, wow, that was an amazing experience. And not only did I learn a lot, but I saw so much innovation We spend so much time curating who's going to be on our show floor and the startups that are going to be presenting on our innovation stage. And I feel like we do a great job for the industry. So if you are looking for where the real innovation is in supply chain and logistics, you know if you come to Manifest that everyone you meet there is going to be engaged in that innovation and that new technology and how um, it's shaping and evolving the industry.
1: And uh, again, a great time as always, and uh, just so happy to see you. And you've been you know so supportive of the work that we're doing here. And and oh. you know, I'm interested look I've, I've, how we've seen over the last couple of years, just in general, a lot of these industry events changing. You know, even F three, a lot of the things that we've added that have really paid off. You've been in this uh, in the event planning space for decades now. Can you tell us a little bit about just the changes that you've seen over the past uh, years, and in, in really your focus on uh, bringing maybe a more evolved experience to uh, our industry as a whole, who's like just learning about technology, right? Uh, what has that event planning experience been like for you? And how has that changed over those decades?
2: Yeah, it's really interesting. I grew up uh, running large-scale events that were all about the big trade show floor, you know, miles of aisles and really big booths and just jamming, jamming the show with people. And I would say that as people, the young people are growing up and starting to come to events, they're looking for more experiences. They're looking for something that's more curated and isn't so kind of mass market, one of the reasons that I came to work at Connective was that I thought the model of event that Connective produces is the model of the future and that it's unique compared to like a big trade show. Um, I worked for a company called Clarion Events, a global event company, and I was in MA there and we ended up buying two of the shows that Jay's company had built. And so I got to learn the model through those acquisitions. And I said to Jay, I'd love to come work to work with you at some point because I wanna learn your model. And it really is, it's an experiential model and really thinking about the customer experience from start to finish and making sure that when you walk on to the expo floor, not only are you seeing the innovation and the companies and all the technology, but there are fun things around every corner. I mean, I don't know how often it is that you go to a show where there's a beer garden and rosé all day and a mocktail lounge and a puppy lounge. And this year, we're going to have a spa and we're going to have an arcade and just so many fun things that make it feel like you're not only working, but you're also having a good time. But I'll also go back to, we put a big focus on the content. And I think a lot of big trade shows are doing more of this now but a big trade show is still a big trade show. When you have 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 people, it's a lot to get through. And I do think certain industries are enjoying having some smaller events that cater to them and that can offer really, I call it a C-suite experience, You know, a very high level experience where everything is taken care of from the moment you walk in until the moment you leave. Everything from your nutrition needs, to your drinking needs, to your educational needs, your networking needs, everything is taken care of. And it, we feel it's our job to wow anyone that walks through our door. And we hope that if you come back to Manifest Grace, I know you're coming, um, but we invite all the watch uh, viewers and listeners to join us February 5th through 7th at Caesars Forum and experience what I'm talking about. Uh, we do create unique events and We get a lot of great word of mouth and we are looking forward to having an event that's bigger than before but still a nice manageable size at around 4500
0: so for companies who are looking to go to an event whether that's as an exhibitor or whether that's sending folks out to just be at the event in general a lot of it comes down to the value prop right what could i potentially get out of what i am putting into this event and 2023 especially gave kind of, I think a lot of companies the ability to very strategically review their event and travel budget. I think 2021, 2022, they had a lot of this kind of excess capital to send a lot of their people out. They were seeing like big groups of like five to 10 representing a single company. Whereas what we kind of saw anecdotally at our Freight Waves events this year was companies being very strategic about who they were sending and why they were sending them to certain events. And at F3 particularly, I got this really amazing vibe of kind of gratitude from all of the event attendees who were there. People were very, very grateful that their companies allowed them to come to the event floor. And they were grateful to have really just kind of survived the bloodbath that was 2023, right? And survive it with enough in the tank to go ahead and push them out into this final event of the year. When it comes to planning that strategic timing, obviously, Manifest comes at the very beginning of most companies' fiscal year. And that's yeah. before they've kind of really they done kind of like their general yearly strategic review, but they haven't had a chance to adjust for what the year brings to them. Do you feel like planning it at the start of the year versus the end of the year gives you guys a strategic leg up to get people as they're coming out of the holidays and ready to jump back into the new conference season?
2: You know, it's a really interesting question. And when we first launched Manifest, we were planning to hold it in June of 2021. But because of the pandemic, uh, we decided to push it to January of 22. And I think had the pandemic not happened, we would have an event happening in June to this day. So I'm gonna say that was lucky for us because once we had the event in January, what we were told was that your event is gonna set the tone for the rest of the year. And yes, coming out of the holidays, Uh, in a very busy time for our industry, people are ready to get back out there and see what the coming year potentially can hold for them. So I think we got lucky with our dates and we realize now that it is a good spot on the calendar year
1: and we've got dates confirmed for the next through till 2028. Well, hey, especially this year. I mean, what, three or four days afterwards is the Super Bowl right there in the Vegas. The Super i so, Right? <laughs> a blight is uh, hoping the Jaguars make it so she can spend like a good two weeks there. <laughs> oh, man. <Yeah. laughs> I, uh, I wanted to ask you something. One thing I really love about your event, and I've seen this maybe at Women in Trucking, but that's probably the only one I can really think of off the top of my head, is that you have this wonderful women's luncheon where you – First of all, invite everyone, which is great. I love, of course, seeing uh, the men make sure that they go to that specific luncheon and, and hear that content. But can you tell us a little bit about why that was important for you to add that to the list of events at the event and and keep it so open to everyone uh, who's attending as well?
2: Yeah, yeah. So the first year of Manifest, which was 2022, um, that was the first year of the show, and it was the first year we had the lunch. I wanted to do the lunch, Grace, because gender diversity is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. I sat on the board of the Society of Independent Show Organizers and helped a number of. Uh, there were a number of us who started a women's group and created uh, events called SISO Women. So I was involved in about a dozen um, events uh, for women in our own, in my own industry, and I realized. How unbelievably valuable it was! I, you know, I'm in an industry where it's 60, 70 percent women make up most of the industry, and then you get to the C level, and it's you know 15, 20 percent. And seeing those kind of stark numbers was jarring for me when I really did research on it and saw it. And coming into the supply chain space, the numbers are very similar. Um, fewer across the board. I think it's about 40 percent women in the space, but very few at the top. And it just felt like a topic that needed to be addressed. And I was very lucky because the first year, um, our speakers were Luann Abrams from CEO X and Meredith Singletary, who's head of diversity inclusion for DHL. And when we had our pre-planning call, we all said, we want the men in the room. We wanna make sure they know they're invited. Their voices are so important to the conversation. So I made it a point to invite every man that was coming to the show, to the luncheon with a personal email. And it was really funny because I got a lot of responses from men saying, are you sure this was meant for me? And you wasn't know, <laughs> this a women's function? Uh, I responded and said, no, it's absolutely meant for you. Having you in the room is going to make it that much more valuable to all of the participants. So I encourage you to join. And I think it set the tone because that first year, I think it was about 40% men in the room this this year, about the same. And we, I will continue doing that, inviting the men to come because I think if they don't get that direct invitation, they're not sure they're welcomed. And I want them to know that they're welcomed. And the anecdotes that we hear from the men, both during the lunch and after are so amazing and valuable. You know, hearing from dads who say, I have daughters and I want them to be able to get ahead. And if I'm a man who's an interrupter or, you know, doing things I don't want to be doing, I want to know about it and I want to learn from this lunch. So, I think it's been a really valuable aspect of Manifest. I'm really proud of it and I'm really excited uh, for 24. We're welcoming Lindsay Kaplan, who is the co founder of Chief, and we're also welcoming Roshna um, Sharad, who is the CEO and founder of Flavor Cloud. Promise to be, promises to be a great conversation, but as you know, Grace, from being there, I think the best part of it is when the audience starts asking questions and making comments because so many people have their own stories to add um, that only help educate all of us.
0: I love it, and I'm excited to see kind of the content that comes out from those conversations this year, Courtney. I want to focus on a little bit of the event and the event process itself because I'm someone here at Freightwaves where I get to host an MCR event, which means that I'm backstage for the whole entire thing. I'm pretty privy to the pl- planning so process great. and do what. Yeah
2: i said it's so great
0: yes it's it is it is so great and it's a very complicated process and i don't think we we work really hard to make sure that everyone who's on the attendee side has no idea about the magic that goes on on the back side right but of course things go wrong like at f3 this year on the very first day we went through this conversation piece and we looked at our clock and we were like oh my god we are 25 minutes light right now like what do we do quick change quick work around no one was any the wiser, right? They seemed like it was, just, totally. it was just part of the plan. When you're planning events, do you guys have a moment or a moment that sticks out to you in your career where you were like, oh my God, this is a problem I have to solve. And then how did you get through it and take it forward?
2: You know, I, sometimes obviously, um, but there's just so much pre-planning that goes in. I I haven't often had issues that happen on site, um, but I will tell you a couple of them. One year I was running a show called Book Expo America Um big, publishing convention and the fire marshal came onto the show floor like a half an hour before we were opening and he thought some of our pavilion signs were too big and he started insisting that they (laughs) be made smaller or moved and he wouldn't let us open the show right at 10 o'clock so we had thousands of people outside the door literally crushing in to get in and it took about 20 minutes for that show floor to get opened up and I'm telling you in that 20 minutes, I lost 10 years of my life. Um, <laughs> I was a mad woman like on the radio, you know, what are we going to do? And there was nothing we could do. We just had to get through it and that's probably the worst event experience that I look back on but when we were on site at Manifest this year and it came up unbelievably for the first time that the Super Bowl was the weekend after us, there was a moment of panic like, wow, did we misjudge this? Did we you know, not look at everything that could possibly be going on. How could we miss this? And what we thought was going to be an issue has not been actually. We had the hotel block we needed. Um, We've been able to secure all the venues we want, and we feel like we've turned it into a positive. Actually, we're going to have a what we're calling the big game giveaway where someone at the event is going to win two tickets. Um, we'll be announcing details soon, but I've got customers who say, Oh, I've bought Super Bowl tickets and I'm coming to manifest. I'm staying for the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's, it's going to be an exciting time in Vegas. And knowing that we've got enough hotel rooms to accommodate our audience was a big sigh of relief and a big, like, okay, okay, we're, we're going to have a great show. And having the Super Bowl in town is going to be a good thing, not a bad thing.
1: you know i will say last year to back the question up too uh there's that life that's stuck in a snowstorm, so i came to courtney i was like and pan i said you know what any if you need backup i'm a backup panelist throw me on whatever you need so courtney i I will double down on that this year and if anyone doesn't make it i am here to jump into those for you uh it is really a great event and i and i really Again, appreciate your your work with us and, and promoting especially this show and a lot of the work that we do for women here at Freight Waves as well. Uh, can you, for our audience, real quick before we, we wrap this, like give them a little bit more uh, of where they can go, of course, for tickets and uh, a little bit of the event, where where it's at and uh, dates as well. Yep, absolutely.
2: February 5th through the 7th at Caesars Forum in Las Vegas. It is the same venue we were at this year in twenty three. Um you can get tickets at our website. The website is MANIFE.ST. So if you spell out manifest but put the dot before the ST, you will get to our website. Uh Future of Supply Chain and Logistics. We really hope to see everyone out there. Uh it's going to be a great time and I'm really hoping there's not storms this year. Grace, you're right. We had so many storms in 23, a lot of people got stuck and couldn't make it. So we're hoping the wintertime uh dates Don't hit us again um, with
0: snowstorms. Well, Courtney, thank you for joining us on the show today. I will be manifesting my way into hopefully manifest
2: 2024. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, thank you
0: for having me. Grace, maybe that's the way that I get in. Is that we take we take? Here's the thing: we partner with yeah, we buy. Trans, we, we, buy. we partner with we, no, no, no. We partner with TransForce, and then we take the petition to the manifest floor for trucker Barbie, and that's where we get all the signatures. We do like like three birds with one stone.
1: Well, you know what I will say in the TransForce uh, aspect. I'm gonna shoot our production team an email. I think on the 19th. They're joining us on this show too, so they might actually be one of our last shows of the year, and we'll get to to learn from them exactly why this was important. But, uh good, what a great episode this was! You know, just a a lot of uh, great female leadership, a lot of avenues opening up for women, and a lot of you know this industry just uh, you know, Kayla, I love doing this show with you. It's a it's a way for us to open this platform up for for women to experience really great things in this industry and. Uh, Oh, yeah, happy to see Transforce and Manifest working on that too.
0: So maybe we can set it up where we can find a GQG live from Manifest 2024. I'm going to get on that. I know that you've already secured your spot. I'm going to get on securing I, yes. my spot now. We're going to work on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. All right, Grace. So let's talk about a little bit where we can find you coming up, the rest of the content throughout the week for you and where you're going to be.
1: So, of course, uh, you can find me on the radio every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, I will be, of course, uh, having a great show tonight with Mike Bowden-Distel uh, and Nate Johnson from GLCS as well. Uh, and uh, also to plug-in event for us next week. Uh, I'm going to be on a number of our fireside chats for the Domestic Supply Chain Summit. So go check that out. We're talking investment. We're talking cybersecurity. I have a chat with Wabash on uh, trailers and OEMs of the future. So uh, go check that out. And all of our events, even a uh, free date now, is up on live.freeways.com. So if you want to start planning your events for 2024, that's the link you got to go check out.
0: And then don't forget, all of those FreightWaves TV events are going to be free registration as well, live.freightwaves.com. I'll be up hosting the Domestic Supply Chain Summit. I've got a couple of fireside chats sprinkled in there as well. Also next week, not to be overshadowed by our final FreightWaves TV event of the year, Craig Fuller and Zach Strickland are back. They'll have their final State of Freight webinar, where they'll be giving their first looks at 2024. And Craig will let you know if there's any green shoots or if it continues to be doom and gloom throughout the rest of the year so. Freightwaves.com, drop down the events tab, get registered for that one. If you missed any, they're up on our YouTube channel, just like all of the episodes of this show from this year, so you can find them there. Grace, thanks for being here, and we'll see you next week. One,
2: two, three, ho!